0: Hey guys, welcome back to the drive home with Timothy, without Timothy, with Dustin. Uh, The D-H-W-T-W-T-W-D if you're down. Timothy is out on paid time off today, and uh, so we're rolling along just as usual. Uh, Last week, you may have noticed, I was out on unpaid vacation, and no show got made. Uh, Timothy's gone, and we are moving forward, just like always, because he's apparently not all that important to the operation. Although I do hope that I can uh, figure out or remember all the buttons and levers around here so we can actually get this thing made and uploaded. Um, no real business today other than thank you for continuing to be here. I appreciate your support. We are very glad, appreciative and quite frankly appalled that you're still here. We know you have a lot of choices in what you listen to, and we're glad that you're listening to this right now. Um, this episode, as a reward to our faithful listeners, is is the antidote to the chaos of 2020. This is We're going to teach you how to be happy during the apocalypse. I know a lot of people are out there stressed, depressed, anxious about what's going on this year, and I think I've figured out how to be completely immune to it. And it starts with video games. So if you play a video game from like 30 years ago, go out and find an Atari, or you can probably just Google Atari and play Pong on Atari, and there are two little lines that move on the screen, and there's a little circle that bounces back and forth between them. That was the height of video game technology like 30 years ago. Then go play Fortnite, which is what all the kids are playing now, and apparently it doesn't have a purpose. You can't beat it. You just like exist in a different universe. It's a computer simulation, and you get to create an avatar or become... Some, or, I don't know if you cre- I've never played it, full disclosure, but I have actually seen it, and the graphics are really good, and the whole experience seems pretty solid compared to what it used to be. That's a computer simulation, and you get to navigate around and exist in a world that is not this world. That is not the key to happiness. That's not where I'm headed, so uh, stay with me for a second. Video games have become such complex computer simulations. Now, also, politicians want computer simulations. Corporations want want computer simulations. Universities and researchers want computer simulations all for the same reason. They want to study human behavior without actually using humans. So you can basically create or very soon we will be able to create very complex universes that are completely simulated and the people in those universes will not be told that they are simulations. All right? So you have a whole bunch of people in there who, when the technology gets good enough, this is the only leap you have to make with me here. You have to believe that when the technology gets good enough in these computer simulations, the people in the simulations will be sentient. They will be as actual people. They will think that they live in a physical world with physical bodies and a physical universe, they won't it's like the the sixth sense they don't know that they're dead all right they don't know that they're not real people, and you know what you can make an argument that they are real people that they just because you're you're computer simulated you are software, and those those people they have no idea that they exist on software and not on hardware, basically, right? So if you can make that leap with me, that technology is getting so good, and a Google executive said recently that by the year 2045, they will be able to map your brain and download your consciousness into a computer simulation. And you can use it to play video games or to just preserve yourself so that when your body and your brain die, you're still there. I mean, I don't know that your consciousness is actually going to follow that. I think you're still gone, but anyway, a lot of problems with that. But but the point is, you can create computer simulated beings in the very near future, and if you believe that, then here's the other leap. What's to say that that process has not been going on for a long time already and that you and I exist now in a computer-simulated universe that is made to look, feel, smell, taste completely the same as a physical world that once was or still is somewhere. But you and I have been created as software within this realm. Now, this... I know some of you are pulling back immediately for religious reasons. This does not preclude any type of uh, religious doctrine. You can believe that God is the programmer. I mean, in in any case, even if this physical universe is real and you do actually have a physical body and a brain and, like, shoes and everything, you still are software. The you... The consciousness that is you is the software that is in all that physical stuff. So whether or not the physical stuff is actually there, it doesn't matter at all to in any meaningful way, be it socially, religiously, philosophically. I mean, you can still go hug your spouse and you feel every bit of that hug. I'm not going to beat this dead horse for a long time. But I'm not the first person to suggest this. I recently got into a Twitter fight with my friend Neil deGrasse Tyson over this, who, I mean, he's a smart dude, but he can't hold a candle to, to me on this particular topic, right? Neil, if you're out there, I love you. I still want you to come on the podcast. I wish you'd start answering my tweets and my emails. Anyway, the point is, the point is there is... Um, a whole school of thought that says this is mathematically almost certain to be a computer simulation. And if you can if you can buy into the fact that we're almost there with the technology, then once the technology is there, we will create simulated universes that are very realistic and full of people who don't know their simulations. And those people will have similar technology to us because a huge part of the draw to creating computer simulations is we want to simulate our own universe. We want to see what would happen in our universe if X, Y, and Z happened. So the simulations we will create will mostly look like us with our technology. And if we have the technology to create simulations, we'll probably put them just a step below so they don't quite have that technology yet, but they're going to get it within the course of that simulation. And once they get it, they will create simulations. So now we have simulations creating simulations which create simulations. If we create a thousand of them in a year and each of those 1,000 create another thousand and each of those create a thousand, now we're already at, what, a billion in a year? Uh, so the theory goes that simulations are being created and we might just be in one that has not yet figured out how to create simulations. And if there are a near infinite number of computer simulations, what makes you think that you're in the first one? What makes you believe you're in the only one that exists in the material universe? It would be arrogant to think so. And again, it doesn't matter to whatever moral philosophy you hold, whether it's a simulation or not. So, How does this bring the key to happiness during the end of the world? Um, Because right now it looks like we might be in a simulation that was created by Jeff, who is an eighth grader. He created it for his eighth grade project, and then he put it in a shoebox and he left and he forgot about us. And now we've got all kinds of stuff going on. Where's Jeff? Jeff, we need you to come back and fix it. Uh, Jeff went off to college. Jeff forgot all about us. We're in a shoebox under his bed. We're waiting for his mom to find the shoebox and sell it in a garage sale. And hopefully some kid will get in here and tune it up and fix it. Right? Right. We all agree. But if we think of this as a simulation, then why would we take everything so seriously anymore? People love to get serious about whatever they love to get serious about right my neighbor's grass is too long he parked his car in the, or the no the person in front of me was supposed to only have 14 items to check out but they got 17 items i've been counting and blah 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 blah, blah. or the biggest one the one that i don't understand at all people take their sports teams so seriously Look, I love sports. Last night was the first night that the NBA came back since this whole pandemic started. I almost cried. I guarantee you if, if football comes back, I can't even say when, because if I start expecting it, they're going to pull the rug. But if football comes back, I will cry tears of joy for the first time in a while. Oh, man. That being said, How are you going to take it seriously? It's entertainment, right? Look at what football is. Look at what basketball is. Basketball, people put on tank tops and shorts. They pull their socks up to their damn knees, and they run around on a hardwood floor and put a ball in a hoop. And thousands of people show up and scream at them, people buy their jersey these people are making millions and millions of dollars it's a game and i'm not saying they shouldn't make the money i'm not saying we shouldn't watch and scream we should that's what it's there for it's entertainment but when people when a when a dude scores a touchdown and he does a little dance and you watch that and you're like act like you've been there before you treat that with respect you take this seriously no it's a game man let him dance let him, da- if you score a touchdown on my team against my team, you should be able to run up and down the field insulting everybody that I care about. You should be able to kick me in the shit. Like it, it's, it's a game. So take that and move it over to reality in general. In a big way, and I know a lot of you are going to pull back when you hear this, it's a game. So much of this is a game. Almost all of this. Is a game, whether it's a whether it's a simulation from eighth grade Jeff, or whether it's the physical universe, whatever else you believe, most of this is a game. So here's what's not a game, right? This is this is I have a two part philosophy on how to be happy during a pandemic or at any other time in your existence. Point number one: uh, minimize the suffering of other people maybe the most important thing no it is the most important thing you can do and if you're worried that we're going to stomp on your uh, religious philosophy that what point number 1 is religious philosophy right if you want to be like well i can't treat it like it's a game because i got to do all the stuff to get to the place well listen if you're just minimizing the 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 suffering of the people around you you're already going to all the good places with the the clouds and the angels or the whatever else whatever your vision of it is that's where you're going right and if and if i'm wrong on this then you and i can sit down and talk about it in hell and we'll play cards and there won't be any aces cuz it's hell but you minimize the the suffering of other people your brain will take a serotonin bath every time you do nice for somebody do something nice for somebody who needs it it'll make you feel happy Point number two, stop taking everything else so damn seriously. If it's not minimizing the, the suffering of other people, treat it like a game because it is. Your haircut is a game, right? Your shoes are a game. The house you live in, that's a game. Your job, that's a game. The only part of this that becomes real is when you're interacting with other people who are suffering and you need to minimize that. Now, as far as minimizing suffering, too, you don't need to know about the stuff that's happening in Australia unless you live in Australia. right? It's good to just know in general some things, but if, you, if you're if you going to come to me and be like, but Dustin, did you hear that there are crocodiles in Australia that are stealing all the babies? you be like, listen, I don't want to know that right unless i can do something about it, unless i'm going to get on a plane and go to australia and kick some crocodile's ass and save the babies and pull them out of the water i there are probably crocodiles in my neighborhood that are stealing stuff and i got to those are the ones i should take care of cuz that's the suffering i can minimize just bathing in the information of the suffering of the world gets you nothing it will drag you down you'll be depressed about the present and the past, you'll be anxious about the future, you'll find no happiness at all. So find suffering you can help and stop taking everything else. So seriously, and watch sports and love them and watch movies, but don't get don't become just quit just be nice to people and you'll feel good. <sighs> um This is the point where I usually turn to Timothy. I say, is there anything else? Because I don't don't take notes or anything. I usually just rely on, sometimes he'll remind me of a thing at the end. Um, But since he's not here, I'm just going to wrap it up. So thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week.